Well, Tomoka, 2021. 2021. I can remember watching some sci-fi movies that would be generated in the year 2021 and all kind of crazy stuff, you know, we're floating down the street and all kind of stuff was going on. Well, listen to me. I don't know about you. I am so glad. I am so thankful. I am so blessed that we get a chance to be in 2021. I don't know if you've seen the commercial recently, but it was a match game and Satan was looking for a match. And it just so happened that a girl whose name was 2020 came across him and they called each other and they were a match. And they met and had a wonderful time together. They ate popcorn at the movie theater. They did all kind of things. So Satan in 2021, I mean 20, 2020 turned out to be a match. Well, I'm not going to say 2020 was that bad because Satan is never that much in control. But I'm here to tell you today. God is so magnificent in his blessings to us that he'll bring us through stark, crazy times so we can have an idea of exactly how powerful his throne is, how powerful he is. So we will always return our eyes back to the cross, back to the plan that God has laid out before us. I don't know about you. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. So every now and then stuff happens. And it allows us to be able to go, you know what? My home with God is greater than this mess. Why am I caught up in this thing? And there's still some people right now caught up. They don't want to let go of 2020. They don't want to let go of that situation. But guess what? God has said it's over. He has clutched. He has shut the door. He said, it's time to move on. Are y'all ready to move on? Are you ready to move on? In the Old Testament, God gave us or foreshadowed on many occasions exactly some of the things that he wanted us to experience. And this, the, the year of the Lord's favor is one of those particular things. He had coordinated that for in Leviticus, that for every 50 years, the 50th year, you didn't have to plant. You didn't have to do anything. It became the year of the Jubilee. It was a year of rest. It was a year of renewal. It was a year that you didn't have to worry about planting or harvesting, that you were still able to eat. Everything would be provided for you. This would be the year of the Lord's favor. Now, this is written also in Isaiah, which will be our base verse for this particular uh, sermon series this, this week and the next couple weeks. But it's important for us to understand this. In the Old Testament, foreshadows what our Christ is going to fulfill. Everything in the Old Testament speaks to him, especially Isaiah. Pastor, Pastor Joe mentioned this. Isaiah written, I think he says, 740 years before Christ came. Isaiah prophesied. Isaiah didn't prophesy just because he woke up and after a cup of coffee, it came to his mind. He prophesied because God had placed this wisdom, this vision into his mind, into his heart, and then guided his hand across paper to be able to write down these particular things that would lead to Christ fulfilling them all. Now, here's the part that's important. This is the year of the Lord's favor for us. We're either going to accept that or you can fight against it if you want. If you want to go back to 2020, 
Have at it. I'm not going with you. I'm staying in the 2021. I need to have some favor in my life. I don't need to have to keep trying to produce. I want to right now be able to take from what God has already provided for us. So in this concept of the year of the Lord's favor, it said in the 50th year, you didn't plant. Why do we not have to plant? Because Jesus had done it for us already. Are y'all understanding me? He has provided everything we would ever need. He even said that that's what he would do. And he said, all we would have to do is ask. So are you excited about 2021? Oh, I am. Yes, I am. So let's just hit some scriptures here. You ready? Ready to have some fun in this new year? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61. We're going to read it in the New Living Translation. And it reads as follows. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Now, this is not Ben saying this. This is Isaiah who wrote this. Just want to make sure y'all know when I said me. It's not me writing, but it's me going to enjoy the year of the Lord's favor. But it says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring what good news to the poor, not just the material poor or the financially poor, but the poor in spirit. Those who are broken, those who are distraught, those who are confused, those who are broken. This last couple of years, I need y'all to know there's a bunch of broken people, is there not? You know, they talk about, especially in our country, it talks about how divided it is, how polarized it is. There's something wrong with that because Christ came to bring us unity. But so listen closely. It says, he has sent me, who sent him? God did, to comfort the brokenhearted. I love that. Man, I love that. You know, when your heart is broken, you want it to be straightened. You want that brokenness to be fixed. And most of the time, we will rely on other people to try to get it fixed. We'll try to get people to do things for us or say things to us that would cause our hearts to be comforted. But that never works. Because the God who never changes, the God who cannot lie, is the only one who can comfort us. How does he do it? Through his word. We go back to his word and he promises this. Listen closely. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. How long is never? How can, can, can we base our lives upon that truth? Oh, it felt like he left. You're not supposed to be guided by your feelings. You're supposed to be guided by the truth. I will never leave you nor forsake you, meaning he won't give up you. He won't let you go. He won't let you be destroyed. Are y'all hearing me today? So even when it looks like destruction, it can't be destruction because he promised he would not forsake you. Oh, I wish somebody was listening to me today. It says he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. Again, this is people who are physically captured or captives, but also those who are mentally and emotionally trapped. Fear. Oh, I just, y'all know. I don't even have to remind you, do I? How much fear was pushed towards us these last couple of years? <laughs> How much stuff was pushed that we were so frightened. Some of us were afraid to go outside. Some of us put bars on our windows in our homes. So we bought out every gun that was ever made. They were inventing new guns for us to buy. 
The gun industry made so much money, it wasn't even funny. Why? Because we were so full of fear. But this says that the captives will be set free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. This is why I love God so much. You don't have to try to fix the stuff that people have come against you with. You don't have to avenge you. You don't have to go after people. He said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to bless you and I'm going to take care of them. You keep looking at me. I'll take care of them. Are y'all hearing me today? So if you had plans to avenge yourself or to get somebody straight. (laughs) No, you just keep straight to God. You keep straight to the cross. You let God take care of the enemies. Are y'all hearing me today? A little bit further, it says, to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. Now, this we'll be dealing with a lot next week, but I just wanted to mention to you. It says a crown of beauty for ashes. That means you're going to have to trade your ashes in for the crown of beauty. I said, you're going to have to trade your ashes in for a crown of beauty. You know, you pay admission to go see a movie, don't you? So you got to put down money before they'll let you in the building to go see the movie. God wants you to give up your ashes. So Pastor Ben, what are my ashes? All of those fears, all of those brokenness, all of those things, all of that anger, all of the stuff you've been holding on to in your past, all of that stuff. It's burnt. It is burnt up. But you sometimes carry around ashes. We carry around those ashes. But God says he wants you to exchange it for your crown of beauty. Are y'all hearing me today? So give up that fear. Give up that brokenness. Give up that thing of condemnation, that thing of guilt. Give it up so you can get your crown of beauty. But we'll talk more about that particular part next week. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. (laughs) In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. I don't know about you. That fires me up. I mean, he's done everything for us. He has done it all. There were so many times last year or in the year before, man, I was so twisted. I didn't know which way was up, down, left or right. And I know a lot of you were the same. But he said, my morning for joy. He's going to take my morning, give me joy. He's going to do that. I can't wait for things to happen To make me joyous. See, because things that happen won't always bring you joy. You cannot base your life on what is happening. You have to base your life on the joy that comes from God, no matter what is happening. The word teaches us to live above our circumstances. So if you're waiting for something to happen to make you joyous, you're in trouble. Because something may happen this week and then next week something else may happen. Somebody say amen. 
So what do we want to do? I'm basing my joy on the fact that no matter what happens, even if I get knocked down, he gives me more perseverance. He gives me more strength. He gives me more knowledge to keep moving forward. He takes all things and turns them to good for those that love him. I'm excited about that. I pray God you are too. Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 25. We're going to start reading in verse eight. This is going to explain a little bit more about the year of our Lord and how it foreshadowed into this thing. It says in Leviticus, it says you are also to count off seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years so that you have the time of the seven Sabbaths of years, namely 49 years. Now here's God telling these people, I'm planning 49 years ahead for you. I don't think y'all understand. (laughs) God said, I'm going to plan 49 years ahead for you. 49 years. I'm in charge. (laughs) I'm in control. I'm planning this thing out way in the future, but I'm planning for you. Let me keep reading this thing. It says, (laughs) then you shall sound the ram's horn. Everywhere on the 10th day of the seventh month, almost October, on the day of atonement, you shall sound the trumpet throughout your land. The day of atonement. Jesus died and he atoned for us. He paid for our sins. So this day of atonement that they're asked to celebrate was a physical one. But we get the real one because Jesus died for us. Are y'all still here today? Are you still here? Are you sure you understanding what I'm talking about? So it says, and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim freedom for the slaves. What kind of slaves? In this case, they were physical. In our case, we've had slaves to hate, slaves to stupidity, slaves to all of these kinds of things. We need to set them free. This is the year of our Lord's favor. Ooh, man. Proclaim freedom for the slaves throughout the land to all of its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee, a year of remission for you. And each of you shall return to his own ancestral property that was sold to another because of poverty. And each of you shall return to his family from whom he was separated by bondage. Again, these are physical things, but hear me today. You know what your ancestral family is? It's the body of Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. So this is saying you're going to get returned back to being a child of God. We're going to take you out of bondage. We're going to take you out of these situations and remind you of who you are. You are a child of God. We're returning you home. You're going back to your ancestral beginnings. Come with us. Come out of darkness, y'all. Come out of fear. Come out of hate. We're not going back to the 2020. That's not a trip anybody's going to make with you. You need to come on to the year of our Lord's favor. Y'all still here today? Praise the Lord. Psalms 147. Verse 3. He heals. Who's he? God heals the brokenhearted 
and bandages their wounds. So I'm going to use the terminology. Hopefully I don't get in trouble with this. But if you're butt hurt because of situations and circumstances, nothing will heal that but going to God because he heals the brokenhearted. We keep thinking if the circumstances change, then I will be healed. No, if the circumstances change and the circumstances are guiding your mindset, then there'll be another set of circumstances that will keep you in bondage. Are y'all hearing me? I don't live off of circumstances. I don't live off of what is happening. I live off of the truth. And the truth says, know ye the truth and the truth will do what? It will make you free or set you free. Are y'all hearing me today? Praise the Lord Jesus. I'm having fun already. I knew you would too. Listen. The emotionally torn, the mentally sad, angry, and confused people, he heals those people. Who does? God does. How does he do it? By us looking at him. We look at his promises. We look at what his word says. See, there's a lot of people right now hoping for a situational change because they believe something that wasn't true. And God is saying, I am the truth. I am the truth. Look to me. So when circumstances don't fit into your tight little bag, you still have me. Are y'all hearing me today? Praise the Lord. Let's let's go to Luke. Y'all having fun? Isn't this great? New Year's. New Year's. New day. New you. Luke chapter 4, beginning to read at verse 16. Excuse me. It says, when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, we know we're talking about Jesus. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He enrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. This would make me want to dance right now because of what we just talked about already. Isaiah, 740 years, said the spirit of the Lord was on him to write this, to anoint it. Now, Jesus, 740 years later, more than 740 years later, because he's about 30 something years old right now. He's saying he's reading this same scripture and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Did he bring good news? He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. You know, I've worked law enforcement and a lot of time I spent working in the jail. And whenever it was time for an inmate to be released from jail, in our particular facility, we had a control panel. Inside what we called the module and the module would have maybe 64 pods in there and you could sit at the control panel, push the button and in that room would be an intercom and you could say to that inmate, hey, it's time for you to get released, roll up your stuff, which means to clean up your bunk, get your sheets and stuff off of there, get your clothes, all that stuff ready. And then you would hit the button. That button would unlock his door. It wouldn't open the door. It would unlock the door. Oh, I sure hope y'all are listening to me today. But that meant that inmate had to get up, 
with his stuff and he had to push that door open to get out of that room. Oh, I don't think y'all understand what I'm saying today. <laughs> You're going to have to push through all that mess that's, that is camouflaged and push you down in your mind. You're going to have to push through that stuff because the door is open. You have been set free. Jesus, in this year of the Lord's favor, has died for you. He has opened up the door so wide and that will be fun. But you've got to push your way out. You've got to push. You're not trapped. You're not held hostage. Jesus is in charge. This is the year of the Lord's favor. He's just waiting for you to come on and get in the boat with him. But listen, he's not going to force you. You can stay in that room of fear. You can stay in that room of wishing for a different kind of circumstance. You can stay in that room of condemnation and guilt. You can stay in that room and he cannot force you out. He said, yay. I stand outside the door and knock. And if any man would open up the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. You got to open the door. Y'all hear me today? Praise the Lord. Let me read on. It says that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This is Jesus talking, right? He Rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Why did he sit down? (laughs) He sat down because everything that he was supposed to do, he completed. There was nothing else to be said, nothing else to be done. It was completed. He sat down. There was no other reason for him to go into a deeper theological explanation Because he knew who he was, he knew what was happening, and he sat down. Now watch this. He said, he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes, (laughs) all eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Can you imagine what it was like in that place? My wife and I actually stood in the place that they said he delivered this message in Israel. We were actually inside the synagogue. My wife, I have a picture of my wife unrolling the scroll in that particular room. Now, it wasn't the exact same scroll that Jesus had, but it was an example. But what did it mean? He said it's fulfilled this very day. How did, why did he say that? Because he came to fulfill exactly what God sent him for. He came to fulfill John 3.16. He came to fulfill all of those things. He came to fulfill and he knew it. And he told these people in that room. Now listen, it's not the first time they've heard Isaiah 61 said or spoken by the rabbis. It's not the first time. But this time there was something different. Why? Because the power of fulfillment was on him. I need you to know something about 2021, the year of the Lord's favor. That same power is present right now. So I'm going to tell you this. Don't wish for something different. Thank God for what we have right now. Don't wish for something different. 
Thank God for what we have right now. We're almost done and I'm going to let you go today. It says prisoners freed, beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise for despair. Let's go to Psalms 139. Psalms 139. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the father's oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. I don't know about y'all. I love that. Listen, he goes before us. He's behind us. He follows us. So no matter what the situation is, guess who's with us? Every time, every step, every way, God is always with us. So this is the year of the Lord's favor. Now listen to me. This is not a 365 day year that I'm talking about today. This is the rest of your life year. Jesus died and he lives for how long? Forever. So this year of the Lord's favor is not 365. This is eternal. What we have to learn to do is live in this year of the Lord's favor. So what am I asking you to do? Push the door open. Step into this new understanding. And then fight the good fight of faith. Do not let anybody take you back. Do not let anyone push you into a place of fear and doubt. It's either God is alpha and omega. Or we need to turn this place into a downhill bowling alley. Because there would be no other reason to even contemplate living. There'd be no other reason to be alive. Because there is no other power than the power of Christ. There is no other way to live but based on these truths. So this year of the Lord's favor is the rest of my life in the Lord's favor. Not meaning I'm better than anybody. This is what he has created. This is what Jesus has done. So when Jesus died on the cross, make sure we get this. When he died on the cross... If for us, it was the 50th year. When he got up out of the tomb, it was the year of Jubilee. Why? Because we will never have to go back to be in fear of death, to be in fear of anything else, because we have a risen Christ who has broke the back of death. 
The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. He broke the back of death. He broke the back of that system. What kind of death am I talking about? Being separated from God. He broke the back of that. You'll never have to be separated from God because you now live in the year of God's favor. Well, what about my sin? Jesus paid for it. Well, what am I supposed to do? Get up and keep moving. He sets you free to serve him, not to wallow, not to try to come up with another sacrificial system. You know, whenever I sin, you know, I pay a little extra in my tithes. <laughs> when, whenever I sin, you know, I get my whip out and I kind of just beat myself, you know, a couple little whips. You know what I mean? Whenever I sin, I do. No. He's already paid for that. Am I being flippant about sin? Heck no. Because the, the more you understand about grace, the less you will ever sin. I'm telling you right now. But you got to understand, we live in the year of the Lord's favor. Here's the last part, and I'm going to close with this. It's also the time of his vengeance against our enemies. I said it's also the time of his vengeance against our enemies. What I'm asking you to do, don't try to determine who the enemy is. There's a parable that talks about the man planted wheat in the yard, in his field. And the next couple of days they came out, him and the employees, and they seen that weeds had grew in with the wheat. So they asked the landowner, do you want us to go out and pull those weeds? And he said, no. He said, the angels will come and do this. I'm paraphrasing this particular parable. Why did he say that? See, because whenever we are trying to determine who the enemy is, we'll mess up. We'll mess it all up. See, because the enemy has to be somebody who doesn't think like me. Oh, man, I'm taking you somewhere right now. The enemy has to be somebody who doesn't feel about a situation like I feel about a situation. That person becomes my enemy. Can I tell you something? Just because somebody doesn't think like you doesn't mean that you're going to walk with them in heaven. So you're not supposed to pick out who the enemy is. Let God do his job. What's your job? Enjoy the year of the Lord's favor. Party like it's 1999. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I pray God that this installment, and there's a, this is a whole series. I pray God that it will be beneficial to you because this is where we live at. Again, there are some things you're going to have to push back on. I said, there's some things you're going to have to push back on because I need you to enjoy this year of Jubilee, not just this year, not even four years from now when there's another election, when all this stuff happens all over again, but forever. I said forever. There's going to be storms. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be all kinds of things that's going to happen. You have to know you live in the year of God's favor. So walk above those circumstances. Be full of joy because he took your mourning away. Give praise for your despair. Know that you've been set free. 
And then dance, baby, dance. Father, we thank you and praise you for giving us this opportunity for this, the year of the Lord's favor, this year of Jubilee. Continue to give us insight. Continue to give us wisdom. Continue to give us discernment. For somebody out there today, Lord, who is just broken. They are still a prisoner. They are still locked up in a room of fear and doubt and hate and anger. Father, let them know today that you have set them free. They have to push on this door, but you have set them free. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone say it. We thank you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. Have a great week and welcome to the year of the Lord's favor.